Welcome to Mystical Person Practical Life with Ellen, where I use my own experience to talk about life, magic, the other world, and everything in between. Just a heads up that episodes vary, so from time to time, topics might be sensitive, disturbing, or triggering in nature, and although mostly clean, sometimes explicit language escapes my mouth, but I hope you enjoy it anyway. I was asked recently how to choose the right stones for certain qualities. I think this is a great question because what I have found in in my experience is a lot of stones, you know, different crystals and, and types of stones have different qualities and can help with different things, you know, whether it's I need to clear something or I need grounding or I need uplifting, whatever that might be. There are several stones that offer the benefit of different qualities. Most people will, you know, say, oh, this stone is good for this. And they get that stone for themselves. That's great. Um, I do work a little bit differently. When I am choosing my stones, it is really important to me that I resonate with them. I have a personal relationship with all of the stones that I use. And that to me makes them so much more powerful. To give you an idea of the process for me of what I do to find stones that work for me is I do think about the quality that I need. Once I figure out what that quality is, I find the stones that offer that quality. And you can do that several ways. I mean, you can Google that. Um, There's plenty of books out there that talk about the different qualities of stones. I think that's really important. And then I figure out what is the best form that that stone needs to be in for me. And what that means is a lot of stones can come in different shapes. You know, we have the spheres, we have pillars, we have chunks, we have stones that are made to like be go in our pocket, you know, um, certain stones that are meant to be like on a necklace or a bracelet or rings. You can get them in so many different ways. I often choose the way based off what I think I need. So for example, for me, hematite happens to be a pretty good grounding stone. I really like to wear my hematite as a ring on my finger because for one, the fact that it's a ring and it's circular creates a layer of protection on my body. And for two, when it's on my finger, it gives me something to fidget with. When I have something that I can play with like that, that's a grounding act in itself. So that also helps to reinforce putting me in my body and helping me to be grounded. Some of the stronger grounding stones that I use will come in bracelet form. And a lot of times I will put those on my ankles because I need to really connect my root. Like that's really what I'm feeling where I'm having the grounding issue. And so once I've identified that issue, that's where I will wear it so that it really keeps me connected in that space. And a lot of times I don't need to wear them very long before I feel that balance and I'm more regrounded and centered on my own. After I find the quality, I find the option of the form that stone might come in. And I still keep an open mind because at that point I go to a shop. Wherever it is that I go to find my stones or crystals, there are several places out there that you can do it. And I look to see what resonates with me. Out of this list of possible options, all these different stones offer that quality. Which one resonates with me? And if I'm feeling I need that quality now, that's a really great moment to actually put your hands on some stones 
and see what feels good and what doesn't and what has an effect on you and what doesn't. And that's usually how I pinpoint this is the right quality stone for me. And then once I have that, I can see the available ways that it comes. You know, is it on a necklace, a bracelet, a ring? Is it a cluster? Is it a pillar? How do I want to use this stone? Another great example is oftentimes when I use rose quartz, I'm using that for either a ritual or a ceremony, or I'm using it in a way where I'm trying to get the quality and the benefits in such a way that I would probably have it under my pillow when I go to sleep, as opposed to wearing it on my body or having it in my pocket to like touch or grab or hold on to. So whatever that stone is that I land on at that point, I figure out what form do I want it to be in for me and how does it feel? Once I get my stone, the first thing that I do is I clear it and I make it mine. And that means something different for each type of stone, but I want to know that I have the right intention for this, that I understand the job that it's doing, and that I have created a connection to this stone. I think that's very important in order to maintain the benefits of what it does and to increase the benefits of what it does. Once I have that, I actually start using it. Normally when I get a stone, I will keep it with me for a certain amount of time. So these are all things that can take on different shapes and ways and looks of how you go about it. I come home with the stone. I need to cleanse it. Sometimes that means just, you know, I I do a quick air cleanse or a quick water cleanse. Sometimes it's a longer process and I have to keep it in soil for a couple of weeks. Like it really depends on the stone and what I'm going to be using it for, how I want to move through with this stone going forward. When it comes to making it mine, Once I've sort of have set that intention or some stones need to be programmed, if it's something like a a quartz and I'm programming it for something, I go through that process. Again, it takes whatever amount of time it takes and then making it mine and, and developing a relationship with that stone and finding where I resonate and connecting to that energy. Again, that can look like different things and take on different forms of how it's done. Sometimes I'll carry it on me for a few days. Sometimes it goes on my altar. Other times I'm immediately connected and there's really no work that needs to be done there. So this is a personal relationship, right? And like I said, all these different areas can look like different things and take on different shapes and be whatever it needs to be. But ultimately the end result is now I have this amazing tool that I can do whatever I need to do with that's supporting me in my life. And because I've connected to it in this way and I've created that relationship, my tool will last longer. That life force that that stone has is going to be okay. It's very rare that I really deplete a crystal or a stone or that I affect it in a negative way because I do spend time there. Again, This is not the only way to do it. There are many, many different ways to find stones that will work for you and use them how you want them to be used. This is just what I have noticed in my routine over the years, experiencing different ways of going about it. This seems to work with me the best and it has seemed to give in the best results. 
So that would be my recommendation if you are going out there and you're looking for something with a specific quality, or if you're just come across something that resonates with you, these are just different ways that I would really choose to develop that relationship and bring that tool into my life and into my practice. If you have any questions or if you're looking for more information, shout out anytime. Thanks for listening. I hope this podcast creates something positive for you. Please remember to subscribe. And as always, if you'd like to work with me directly, feel free to reach out. Or if you have a question you'd like to submit for the podcast, you can do so via my website at ellenmcmanus.com. Thank you.